So you are thinking about starting an online psychotherapy practice. Today you will learn about the four places you should check in with to make sure that it's okay for you to start that practice and the six things you'll need to get in place in order to get that practice up and running. So grab your pen and paper and let's get started. So the first place that you want to check to find out if it's reasonable for you to start an online private practice is with your state licensing body. You'll find for your state board that there will be a list of laws that are particularly relevant to your practice. Go through those and see if there's anything in there that would stop you from starting your private practice. Also find that it's really helpful just to email the board to get clarity. And in that email, I'm looking for two pieces of information. I ask specifically to be pointed to any laws that might be relevant to the starting of my online private practice. And I also ask for any guidance from the board. Those two things are very different. Laws you have to follow, guidance you should consider. As you're considering that, think about the second place that you want to check in with. And that's going to be the ethical codes for your professional body. So for psychologists, that would be APA, and you can read through those codes of ethics just to make sure that if you're starting your online private practice, you're doing it within the bounds of being a professional and ethical private practice practitioner. The third place that you want to check in is to see if that same professional body has written any guidance specific to telemental health or your online private practice. Again, guidance is just that. But many of the professional bodies have released a, a statement or a white paper to give you some information about what they're thinking in terms of online practice. For example, the ACA tends to be a little bit more lax when it comes to online private practice um, rules or slash guidance, uh, at least right now. That might change when you're listening to this podcast, so please double check. But social work tends to be very, very stringent in terms of their guidance around online private practice. So you just want to read through that material. The fourth place and really an incredibly helpful resource is your liability insurance. If you don't already have liability insurance, make sure that you get it before you start your online private practice. This protects you and your clients. You want to check in that your liability provider uh, covers online or telemental health. Uh, so a, a keyword that you might use as you're checking this out is synchronous telemental health. I do all video synchronous, meaning happening in real time, uh, provision of therapeutic services. So that tends to be a, a word that shows up when you're looking at your liability insurance and also um, some of the other communication tools we're going to talk about in just a moment. It also is relevant if you're going to try to bill insurance for your online private practice. But we'll save insurance for another podcast. So four places, your state law with regards to regulating uh, your, your profession, your license, the code of ethics for your professional body, the third is uh, written guidance from your professional body. These are all just Googleable things. And the fourth is your liability insurance. And there are liability providers for mental health practitioners that cover online uh, treatment. The APA Trust does, and you do not need to be a member of APA in order to get that liability insurance. Uh, and they tend to be amazing when it comes to consultation. So some questions that you might want to ask them, in addition to do you cover online work, is also is that coverage limited to the state that I'm currently residing in? 
Does it expand to other states where I might also get licensed? And does it cover work that's international? Those are three really helpful questions. And I have found when it comes to consulting about all of the gray areas in online uh, private practice, they've been the most useful consultation source that I've found because they have to keep up with all of the litigation that's going on and so they have some of the insider scoop that some of the other places that you may consult with uh, don't have, including your state board. So your malpractice folks are super duper helpful. If you're looking for um, other options with regard to malpractice liability insurance, you might want to join my Facebook group called Online Therapist Group, where you can ask some of our other practitioners what sort of liability insurance they have. Hope that's helpful, and in the next series, we're going to be talking about the six things you need to get that private practice started.